This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter attack. Forestieri. Welcome to the Opposition View. Joining us this time around, Zach from Blues Focus, Birmingham City podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well, thank you for having me on. Please don't adjust your sets. That is not Sam Uko. That oh. is indeed <laughs> Zach from, from Blues Focus. Well, Zach's got the same narrow kind of thing as, as, uh, yeah, as Sam has got. That's very niche. University student doing um, a similar thing to Zach, I think, as well, actually. Yeah. 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 Anyway. For, and, and don't forget, guys... Zach has got a black door, Sam has got a white door, just to avoid any confusion. <laughs> there we go, there we go. No, no confusion over here. Anyway, we have come together to talk about, obviously, the game against Birmingham, which will be interesting. Many people will be knowing it as the Big Hair Derby, because let's be honest... <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, I love it. Let's be honest, there is some big hair going on in midfield. We will cover yeah. this. Oh. We will cover this. And in fairness, Blues are 2-1 up on that. We will also ask and cover such questions as, John Eustace, do you like him? And why isn't he growing any older? And also, of course, <laughs> the one, the only, the man whose right boot inspired the name of this absolute pot of nonsense, there Mr. Troy Deeney. Mr. Troy Deeney. So we'll we'll be finding out about those very specifically, Jack. But but what we would really like to get to know at the moment is how has your season gone sort of in total, do you feel? Just give us a bit of a resume on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tricky one. I think if you ask a lot of Blues fans, this, they'll be very mixed opinions. Pre-World Cup, we were fantastic. We were the best Birmingham City we've seen in years. We were we were just outside the playoffs um, prior to the World Cup. We sadly lost to Sunderland on our on our final game. But yeah, before the break, we sat about seventh in the table. Things were going fantastically, uh, and sadly, since then, things have gone terribly, terribly wrong. We've had nine losses in our last eleven games prior to the uh, draw against Wigan last week. We're struggling to score goals. We're shipping in far too many goals. We look a shadow of the team we were um, before the World Cup. And, and, and things are just a bit of a, a 
of a mess both on and off the pitch at the moment. So it's a it's a difficult time to be a Blues fan. Before the World Cup, everything was amazing and, and things have turned around so quickly, which is a real shame. But fingers crossed things can improve because I think they need to fairly soon. Otherwise, I fear we uh, we could be going down this season. We'd like to see, we'd like to start off with a little bit of kind of comparing your home and your away form. And in this case, uh, let's, let's face it, we, we are... You know, we're playing QPR, whose who's, who's home and away record is almost identical. Yours is absolutely bloody identical. It's one wow. point, one, one points per game, five wins, five draws, and eight losses at home. Five wins away, four draws, eight losses. It doesn't look like there's a, a difference in how you possibly set up away from home. Do you have no. a different style away from home or is it just all, all, all much of a muchness? No, sadly, we're probably equally as bad away as we are at home at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, we, we certainly set up as a very defensive team. So um, we have tried four at the back a few times this season, but we tend to opt for the five, especially against a team like yourselves who you know have some good attacking players but no to be fair home or away we tend to set up with the solid back five we do have our wingers play fairly high up the pitch um to sort of counter the defensive setup we have but no no matter where we're playing or who we're playing it is pretty much the same style week in week out which at the moment sadly isn't really working this is the thing i think as blues fans we feel a bit disappointed because I think the team we have the actual you know starting 11 we feel each week should be performing better than they currently are we do genuinely have some good talented players in that side but sadly Eustace just isn't getting the results out of them as he was before the World Cup Oh we're going to touch on Eustace so come on then let's tell us so it, it started well it's gone off how, yeah. how what, what's the current kind of temperature towards John Eustace obviously we knew him mm-hmm. as, a, as a captain who came in yes. he got sent he got sent off in his first game but he a career where he's still revered as a real kind of leader at the club. How are you guys feeling towards him now? It's very mixed. So funnily enough, I saw a, a, a poll on Twitter after the Wigan game, whether should you used to stay, should he go? And it was a complete 50-50 split. It was right down the middle. So it just shows how mixed loose fans are on the opinion of him. I think for me, in terms of the performances and results recently, they've been nowhere near good enough. You know, I think we've been a club that have been stagnant for years in that we always seem to be right at the bottom of the championship, fighting for survival every year. And I think certainly myself, and I'm sure Blues fans will agree, we just want to see a bit of progression. We want to see us not even outside the playoffs yet, because that's probably a bit too much of an ask, but at least 10th, 11th, 12th, just seeing us make a little bit of progress. But has been year on year at the moment, we're right down there at the bottom of the table again. So I think for me, Eustace's time is, is certainly coming to an end soon if results don't pick up very, very quickly. Because as I said, nine losses from 11, no matter the level you're managing at, is a terrible record. Um, And I think certainly the way we're playing and the way we set up, it doesn't look like things are going to change anytime soon, sadly. Well, I mean, as we're talking before the game at the weekend, put up the last 15 games up there, and you can see you've got three wins and two defeats out of the mm-hmm. last 15, which obviously means very, very quick math. You've got 10 uh, mm-hmm. defeats in the last 15, which is which is a recipe not likely to make everybody feel happy. As it says there, are you Watford in disguise? And it's mm-hmm. one of those wins against Forest Green, did I just see? So one of the wins was against Forest Green, yes. One right. of them was in the Cup. So in yes. terms of our league form, uh, it's been awful. And we, yeah, as, as it shows there, we got knocked out in the second leg against Black burning the cup so but you know in fairness in fairness beating Forest Green you know just goes to show that, that, that Forest Green turn up they're all still weak because they haven't had meat for six months and then you beat them. that's, <laughs> <a dream. laughs> that's one way to look at it that's one way to look Very at it 
bit. That. Anybody might suspect that when we had Rob Edwards at the start of the season, somebody from Forest Green piped up, and I've got a bit anarchy about it. There we go. <laughs> oh, before we move on, I've got a question. And your your stadium, what on God's mm. earth is happening there? Oh. Because when I when I got there at the beginning of the season, it was like yeah. I I could <laughs> half there was loads of seats missing. Yeah. There was there was nobody in a certain area. It was, it was chaos. Yeah. When when we went there back in '99, and Justin remember mm. this because I know he was there for the for the black. That yes. was one of the most fearsome away yeah. days in the yeah. country. I've not it been was, back since. I've not been back since that day because it, it was just awful. You know, it, yeah. it, I mean, it, it was. It used to turn your, your bum into a blood orange. It was, yeah. it was serious. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I know. It was. It's, 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 it's a horrible ground to go to when blues is bouncing and it's fully open. Sadly, half our ground, the lower cop and Tilton, has been closed since pre-COVID now, which is just ridiculous. And the owners are clearly not willing to invest in blues anymore, and thus the stands aren't really being sorted we had a an open letter sent to the club back in february uh, and one of the questions on that letter or no sorry it wasn't on the letter but the owners recently responded to the letter and one of the points they did touch on is the, the stands obviously being closed and they said work would resume uh, again in the summertime is it safety work there's asbestos in the uh, lower Ooh, tiers of the stands so that's why they've had to be closed and all the seats have had to be removed but it's been incredibly frustrating as a fan base because the majority of clubs would have had that sorted pretty quickly mm. and don't get me wrong I know it's going to cost a couple of million pounds to sort and yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah. of money for a club like us but at the end of the day most clubs would have sorted this problem by now but because we're blues and we just don't have owners who are willing to invest or don't have much of an interest in the club it's just remained closed so as I said they they responded to the open letter and said they'll be continuing work, works in summer um, but they didn't disclose a date as to when they'll be finished so we could be going into next season again with the stand still closed which is just wow. I, I'm upset and, and, and so is the whole Blues fans base because it's, it's just ridiculous to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that makes it really intimidating or made it really intimidating mm. that, that night in 99 is that song you've got where everybody joins in yeah keep right on keep yeah. right on yes. yeah with all the clapping yeah. and the la la la's absolutely I, I, it's a fantastic song and it's really good and the sad thing is the atmosphere isn't very good at all to be honest at the moment at the ground and all other Blues fans will agree I think the atmosphere is just so flat with what's going on off the pitch uh, and on the pitch as well to be honest obviously with the stands being closed as well we don't get the, the, the numbers we used to um, so it's just I think everyone's just fed up to be honest as I said out of the last eight seasons I think six times we've finished below 17 so we're just it's the same old same old we're seeing the same things every season we're, we're, we're a dying club to be honest and we need someone to come in and invest and the owners to sell up to, to really start pushing us forward again but yeah it, it was once a a very fierce place to come and at the moment it's, it's just very very flat you had the the Chinese consortium or Hong Kong whatever mm-hmm. it was which was a little while ago and then around about a year ago was it Maxi Lopez that one of the yes. uh, one of the for- yes. former Argentinian strikers I remember yeah. him playing in the league came in yes. did that just kind of I remember it being kind of like no that's not happening and then kind of mm-hmm. various people talking I remember Lawrence Bassini oh, he's, oh, a to- oh. he's a total oh. twat oh, you God, don't, don't get me started on Bassini you don't want him don't get me started no no I know Trust me, I. You just have to listen to the Talksport interview he did. Uh, he did when he was about to take over us. It just shows what a clown he is. Um, I tell you, you dodged a bullet there because. Oh, I, I know, I know. He, he, honestly, I, I think most Blues fans will agree, and I'm sure you'll agree. He's just, oh, a, he's not the person you want owning your football club. But, I'll, um, I'll see your description of clown and raise you a cockwomble with that regard to that guy. <laughs> he is a complete twat. Yeah, um, yeah, completely agree. 
Yeah, no, 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 that, that's true. That's true, son. There, there you go. There you go. So, Mr. Eustace feels like he's he's potentially not doing too well. How is everybody feeling there he is. about Mr. Troy Deeney? Because yeah. he can be a little bit Marmite, but I remember him scoring a tremendous goal. But of course, it's like it's a bit like Ishmael Asar. Everybody remembers the tremendous goals, but it's only you watching him week in, week out. Yeah. How's he how's he doing? How's he received? Yeah, so Troy recently, I believe he's injured at the moment. I think something came out today saying him and Gary Garner will be injured for the next couple of weeks and he's been injured a few weeks prior to that as well. I think he started the season very well. I think it's, again, pre-World Cup, it's probably the best Troy Deeney we've seen at Blues. When he first came to the club, he had a bit of a shaky start, um, but I think pre-World Cup, he certainly picked things up and he was scoring a few goals, getting a few assists, looked really good both on and off the ball. Again, post-World Cup, I can't speak too highly of him, but to be honest, I can't speak too highly of any of the Blues players. But in terms of him before the World Cup, yeah, fantastic. Was getting the goals for us, as I said, looked really, really good. I- I- I'm still of the opinion that Troy's still got a good few years in him uh, in terms of things he can give us at Blues. That we-, we asked a question on our podcast the other day, actually, do, do you want Troy to extend his contract next season? I'm still very much of the opinion he should. I think he's a leader on the pitch as he was for you guys and he's commanding. We've got a lot of youngsters in that team as well and he's a great help to them, I'm sure. So his performance is probably, yeah, post-World Cup, as I said, not the best pre-World Cup. Yeah, fantastic. I'm trying to work out how old he is now. He must be 32, oh, 33. I, I thought somewhere 32, 33. I don't yeah. think, he, yeah, somewhere around that. So I, I still think he's got a good few years left in him. I think he's he's got more to offer, to be honest. He's a proper legend at our club, mate. I can tell you that now. Yes, I mean, no, we, I know, I know. We love him. We absolutely love Troy. Yes. So. Troy, oh, is is 30, he's 34. He is, is 35 oh, on the 29th of June, Bloody sharing hell. a birthday with my brother for no apparent oh, reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did he get run over by a glider? <laughs> Troy, Troy Deeney has never been run over by a glider. My brother, yes, very, very much so. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Don't, yeah. don't worry, Zach. This is the kind of thing that happens here. Carl's, Carl's been bitten by a horse before. Oh, I have, wow, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Away at Crystal Palace, Zach. <laughs> at a football game as well. Yeah, wow, yeah, there, yeah, you yeah. there you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah, big bastard. Putney. Putney was the name of the horse. Putney. Putney. Yeah, yeah. Putney. <laughs> I think the thing that we miss about Troy Deeney, which I don't think anybody could quite appreciate, in the Premiership, he was coming to an end. His mobility was there. He was hampered with injuries. Hopefully he's got over some of those. Where we've missed him is the leadership in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Is somebody yeah. to go around and on behalf of the club, the management, the board, but more importantly than anything else, on behalf of the fans and mm-hmm. saying, no, this is what it fucking means to yeah. play Luton Town or to play whoever it is the next game, you know, when it's not the big game as well. We, we've missed that a great deal from him because I think all the way through his tenure at Watford, I don't think he could have ever been accused of of ducking a bullet. On occasions, we wish he had done. Cajonis, Arsenal, anybody? Um, but, <laughs> yes. I, can, you know, I can also confirm he hates Villa. He does hate yes, Villa. Yes, he does. He does. He does. And that's why we love him so much. But no, I completely agree with you. You know, the, the, the period he's been at Blues, you can tell what a leader he is. You know, the the, the amount he talks on the pitch, he's constantly communicating with players. Often we'll score a goal and he's not celebrating. He's dragging players aside yeah. to have a word with him. As I said, we've got so many youngsters in the team that he'll be he'll be such a good help to. I know, I think last season at some point, I believe it was, oh, I want to say Luton away where we weren't doing too well. And say it was Luton away. On the, 
Yeah, yeah a fan, <laughs> I think fans were getting on the players back and he he's always the first one to come over to the fans, speak to the fans. He's often the first one to come over at, at the end of games and clap the fans and everything. So 100% agree. You can tell he's such a big leader and I'm sure the impact he has on, on the dressing room at Blues is, you know, I don't think some fans appreciate it enough. So as I said, I think he should, because his contract expires at the end of this uh, this season, I think 100% he should extend it at Blues just for another season or two. Well, he, he always was, to say he wore it on his sleeve, it's tattooed on his mm. leg, isn't it? The, uh, yes, the it is. Bag. It sure is. Um, yeah, I, I remember him scoring the winner in, this would have been in one of the Pozzo's first two or three seasons. And we, we beat we beat you guys 1-0 down at our place. And he mm. went walking off and the Blues fans gave him a rapturous reception. And yeah. he threw his boots into the away end yeah. and, it, and, and and applauded before coming around to everybody else. It was like kind of, you've just scored the winner against them. They're giving you a rapturous applause <laughs> yeah. and you're giving them, you're giving yeah. them your, your clothes. What's going on? Yeah, um, I know, I know. He's such a big yeah. blues fan. I mean, he did uh, countless interviews before he came to the club and you can see how much it means to him. And I know, um, you know, we had such a fantastic time with Watford. I think us and yourselves are too such big cl- clubs that are so close to his heart and to be fair to him we probably couldn't afford his wages prior to coming I know he he mentioned in interviews before he took a very big wage wage cut to come to us um, yeah. so that in itself just shows how much the club means to him to be honest so he's 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 been a good servant so far and as I said I think he can continue to be that feels to me like he's got a responsibility there like he, he yeah feels like he, he feels like he owes something to back to to Birmingham he he repaid that debt to Watford yeah he just feels <laughs> like he paid his debt back to Watford he you know he came yeah. back from the from the prison thing and and was a tr- tremendous servant for us and now he's gone mm-hmm. he's gone up to you guys um and yeah. he, it just feels like he's he's just got that with you as well didn't he yeah, didn't absolutely. he play with a tag on an electric tag didn't he yes yeah he did yep. didn't he really God, yeah. I didn't know that yeah, yeah he played with yeah, a tag yeah, yeah. on you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that tag actually got four assists in, in one. <laughs> we tried to sign him, but... There you go. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, the tag eventually went on loan to Udinese and we don't know what happened since. <laughs> but um, in, in jokes all the way, nothing else here, just in jokes. Hi, everyone. This is Tommy Hoban and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When he left, everybody knows about Watford and the turnover of managers. I mean, you know, we've had one this week. A lot of the younger fans, he was the only constant that they'd known because the manager wasn't a constant. Players yeah. were constantly revolving, etc. Even the ground was constantly kind of being upgraded and changed, etc. And it was genuinely, a lot of people were like, I don't understand the concept of Watford without Troy. Yeah. And the one comfort, the one genuine comfort was that he was going back to his boyhood club. And I mm-hmm. think I think everybody at Watford, you know, kind of wishes him absolutely mm-hmm. the best 
to the point of actually annoying some of the others who are going, no, he's gone. Let's get on with this now. But anyway, enough of that. Mm-hmm. So this season, though, what we do at this stage is mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I make a decision as to, I'm going to tell you who your star player is. And you, okay. Zach, have the, have the permission to tell somebody much older and much fatter. Um, <laughs> no, that's complete bollocks. That's not the right one. So I'm going to call it as your star man is okay. Scott Hogan. Oh. 30 games, 10 yeah. goals, one assist this season. And he does, of course, carry heavy baggage of once being an Aston Villa player. Yes, he does. Is he is would you consider him your star player? Or do you just basically want to kind of you know abuse the elderly? No pressure. No, I I see why you've put him down as our star player because again, pre-World Cup, best Scott Hogan we've seen at Blues. He's been with us for a few years now. I um, hear a buck coming. I can, I hear yeah, a buck yeah coming. It, it is coming. It is coming. I'm getting to it. Don't you worry. Pre-World Cup was firing in the goals, was closing down players, which is something we really like to see at Blues. We we love a player who works hard and, and puts yeah. it in for the shirt. Um, closing down players brilliantly, getting a couple of assists, holding up the ball really well. He picked up an injury uh, after the World Cup and came back for his first game against Bristol City where we lost 4-2. So I'm not sure how many games that was ago, but probably nine or ten. Um, mm-hmm. And sadly, since then, he has, again, been a shadow of himself. He's been very, very quiet in games. Uh, he's yet to score since coming back. No, he has scored one goal, actually, since coming back from injury, which was a penalty. Um, mm-hmm. He missed, missed a penalty uh, at Wigan on the weekend. Um, he hasn't been, he's been poor recently, to be honest. We um, often pair him up uh, alongside Lukas Djukovic, um, one of our older players at the club, who's, I think, been filling the role of Scott Hogan recently. He's been doing the, the job of two strikers, in my opinion. So Hogan, in the last few years, has been a good servant. And again, he's got a good amount of goals this season, to be fair to him. Whilst he's, he hasn't been any good, to be honest, since his injury, he has he has been scoring the goals this season for us uh, prior to the World Cup, but but recently, no, he's he, he's been a shadow of himself. I'd say probably our most dangerous player on the pitch. Oh, it's a again, we've just been so poor recently. I'm struggling for an answer. But if I be, had be to honest, I, be honest, is it likely to be to give you, one of one of the one of the bouffants? <laughs> it's what I was going to say. If I had to give you two players um, who who are very Hannibal Mabry, I'll start with Hannibal Mabry. I think he's our best player at Blues. Um, his work rate in the middle of the field is superb. You can tell he's a Manchester United player and you can tell he's he's far above what we deserve at Birmingham. He's he's been he's been we've had a few loans this season. For me, he's been by far the best. Plays a majority of games um in the midfield, puts in 110% every single week. Um and the other player I was going to mention is Chong. Chong can be quite hit and miss sometimes, um, but he's certainly a spark. He, he he's he's yeah, so the 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 two amazing hairstyles oh. in the team I say are our two best players. We've actually got another player, Dion Sanderson, who's got a wicked hairstyle as well. But no, Tahifa Chong, he's a spark, he's a spark in behind the strikers. Um, he picks up the ball well um and certainly has some speed and some skill to him. So I'd say if there's two players to watch, um on the weekend, I'd certainly give it to those two. Chong and Hannibal, the battle of the bouffants. We actually called yes. this. We actually called this quite right. Justin, are you no, sleeping no, no, or are no, you having a stroke? No, no I'm, I'm, said, I'm listening. You said I'm Scott listening. Hogan was their best player and you got it wrong. Yes. yes. He's deflecting onto me. He's deflecting onto me, isn't he? I can he's see deflected to you there, Justin. I'll stick up for you there. I can see what's happening here, yes. I've, yeah. I've had three on the spin. It was always likely to go tits up at some point. <laughs> and, and indeed it has. That's fair enough. That's indeed. That's fair enough. 
Certified flammable. I'll just, mm. just, just get my ears back. There we are. That's it. Don't, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Ears are overrated. I think <laughs> yeah. somebody told me I couldn't hear what they were saying precisely. <laughs> so we're going to go to Birmingham City. One, two, three. Three players, none of which you will remember, Zach. This is going to be a challenging okay. episode here. Okay. So we may have to lean on Justin and on Carlos, and things will go very tits up at that stage. Right. Do we get now? The way this should work is we get yep. one each. Yeah. So we get. I think we do. Right, one mm. each. Because one your each. QPR friend bollocks this all up last time. <laughs> oh dear, okay, okay. Richard, Richard Honey came on here with his postman and he, friend. And he named all three, and then me and Justin just sat there like a spare sit <laughs> at a wedding. So it was Okay, here we go. Here we go. Three players here, Zach. We're gonna start with you. Can you name any one of these just three one. players? Just one. one. See, I started supporting Blues in 2014, so even though I'm I'm 20, I'm very late to the party in terms of a fan, so I, I won't lie, I can't name a single okay. one. Ooh. I probably wound up a lot of Blues fans there, but I, so, I can't name a single one. No, so this, is, I, this is what so we try to do. If... Uh, so I'm going to say on the, on the right-hand side is Paul Furlong. Is correct. Justin? It's one of the Holdsworths, but I can never remember which one oh. played for Birmingham. So I'll go, because I, I can't remember if it's... Dean or David? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I think it was David. I'm going to go for Tony Coton in the middle. <laughs> and then I'm going to go... Uh, no, 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 no. It's oh, Dean or it's David. Zach, yeah. this is your last chance. Otherwise, all elderly Birmingham fans, you can see Zach. He's allowed, he's allowing you to, is he Dean or is he David, do you think? He looks more like a David to me, so we're going to go with that. Oh, you've right. got away with it there, everybody. Well, there you I know my stuff, I know it's complete. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is David Holdsworth. It's David Holdsworth. Now, one of these we would, well, two of these we would love to interview. And one of them you already have interviewed. And also we've gone and seen him, haven't we, Justin? Uh, we uh, have. Do a talk, which was which was Tony Coton, who joined the club after the FA Cup final in 84. <laughs> so we are going back some here. Who that was? Who was I was only two then. And 30 the years, 30 <laughs> okay, years, okay. 30 years before Zach started supporting Birmingham, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> Cole, Cole was only two. His beard was 28 by that age, but never <laughs> yeah. mind. Right. So, but Tony Coton was simply the one of if not the best goalkeeper who never got to play for England he was uh he was up on uh, he was up on some charges when he was at Birmingham and he signed for us and Graham Taylor went and spoke at Tony Coton's court case and basically kept him out of Nick and so Tony Coton basically just spent the next seven years trying to pay back Watford and pay back Graham Taylor and was absolutely sublime I'd also say he was around in the wrong time for goalkeepers you know when you just you picked like you, you had David Seaman at the end of Clements. Yeah, he exactly. had David Seaman. No, it was it was a real shame that he didn't get to play for England because he deserved to. But mm. as we know, oh, the oh. FA will tend to see a a a, a conviction or, or 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 a sniff in that in those days, and will go. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll stay well clear. We'll stay well clear. Didn't we'll, used to be we'll, his ball boy. I was his ball boy. Yes, go on, Pete. Sorry. You were. I was you a ball were boy his for ball Tony. Yeah, I was. Yeah, for Tony oh, Coton. Yeah. Didn't we have a question about somebody who it said it's my brother? You, yeah. So my brother yeah. was picked up by Tony Coton and swung around when we played Doncaster and we beat them eight two or, or eight nil or something. He actually um, he picked. Is that up when he done the weird dive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the weird yeah, dive yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
So. Zach, this this was before the internet. Being picked up and whizzed around was the best you could possibly hope for. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, okay, fair enough. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, then came DVDs and then the internet and everything kind of got a little bit better. Justin, what's your best memory or what's your best remembered goal from Mr. Paul Furlong? Well, now, you see, you put me on the spot there, Peter, because this, yeah, was, just, this, this was during a time when I wasn't going so much because I was working weekends. So I, I would struggle to give you a, a favourite Paul Furlong go, whereas Mr. Carlos James could probably give you many, I would think. Go on then, Carlos James. Don't throw me under the... You said he's one of your favourite players. I was just assuming <laughs> you might remember... Favourite goal? Um, I remember... <laughs> we, we, We've got remember- this bus. What are we going to do if we're not throwing people under it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him scoring a good goal against, I believe it was Crystal Palace. He used to have this ability just to turn on a sixpence and rifle them in, which I always I always enjoyed watching. So there was a goal against Crystal Palace. I vaguely remember, but again, I wasn't even drinking back oh. then, so I can't say... Uh- I was going to say two, but actually four goals because we did beat the Blues 5-2 at our place and he scored a hat-trick and one of them was he kind of... He got the ball about five yards outside of the uh, outside of the area, put it back on his left, and everybody thought, well, what's he going to do? Is he going to spin it out? Is he gonna... And he just basically chipped the keeper from outside. And it was like, oh, fuck, we're never going to keep him. And true to form, we didn't. He went to Chelsea, and then you Chelsea, you, yeah. you got the benefit of him for a, for a long period. The other, the, the other uh, goal was away against Barnsley, and there was about 300 people who travelled up to Barnsley on a Tuesday night. You know, it was in that, that big run for relegation in, uh, in Glen Roder's first season. And he had, do you remember Jerry Taggart, Northern Ireland centre back, used to end, end up playing, end up playing for Leicester under Martin O'Neill, and he was a unit. And basically, Furlong broke from the halfway line, and uh, well, put it put it this way, Taggart had more physical contact with Paul Furlong than I've had with with well many a girlfriend. Put it that way, he basically <laughs> kind of dragged him kicking and screaming and finished it. And three hundred of us were just all going absolutely. Barmy, I, I think uh, I think I think Pete Fincham and Uncle Ron also recall that game because it was it was a one-off. Finally, then Mr. David Holdsworth. The connection to Birmingham probably is the fact that he scored in the. You remember when we were when you mentioned it already? The penalty shootout game uh, back in 1999. Earlier on in the season, we'd gone up there, and it was the start of the run that Tommy uh, Mooney went on to, to get us into the playoffs. And we went up there and close your ears, Zach, sorry. Tony Daly, Villa legend, and Tommy Mooney combined to get two goals. And it was David Holdsworth scored the goal for Birmingham against Birmingham. us. But yeah, but he and, he and his brother came through. He made a, a shed load of appearances. He was a commanding centre-back. And he, he was one who, who strangely kind of went out of the door when Graham Taylor came in. And we wondered why that was the case, because he was good and he was reliable. But of course, what happened? Rob Page, he stood up to the mark and basically took the place. And you, you like everything with GT at Watford, you just went, yeah, we get it now. We get it now. Service. I'd like to mention one that w- that's not on your list. I'm going to get, is that Martin, is it Taylor, the centre-back who Ooh, broke? Oh, um, God, yes. He was superb for us. Six um, foot seven or something. When he was he, a he mountain. He uh, Ramsey into, into yeah, he's, a million pieces, didn't he? But what a great player he was for us. I know he'd he done really well at Birmingham as well. Yeah, Martin Well, Taylor, we could have yeah. also... We could have also had Ben Foster, but we had him the other day on the West Brom thing, yeah. obviously, who won the League Cup with you guys. Yeah. Uh, I think he was man of the match in that particular was, game yeah. as well. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, and he had a, yeah, he was outstanding in that particular period. And also, of course, the aforementioned Tommy Mooney, yeah. Mooney um, yeah. who, who got, uh, you know, us up in the, the playoffs in 99. And then he went off to Blues and was there. And I think it was about three or four years later under, I presume it was Steve 
uh, was it Steve Bruce or was it Trevor Francis? One of the two, probably Trevor Francis, yeah, got Trevor you Francis. got you up at Cardiff. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. Many there are many players where we have a a good and common link. Unlike Preston, where I had to go back to the 1850s. But yeah. hey, there oh, you wow. go. Paul Devlin is that and another one? Paul Devlin. I think he was a, a blue as well. Was he? Not? He a wonderful player. He yeah. was he was a great player. And if there had been a decent image of him, he would have replaced David Holdsworth. <laughs> there is. There, there isn't, or it's got lots of little sponsors over it. So, uh, so sorry, Paul, couldn't put you in, mate. He was there, great. The reason why. I love Paul Devlin. He was a great player. Yeah, he was a super player. Never mind. Right. So we have to come to where the rubber hits the road, people. We have to come to where the rubber hits the road with the completely rubbish DNSYE Prediction League. Zach, you don't realise this, but for all season, I've been dragging these two, kicking and screaming and wailing and moaning through the idea that we can actually do a prediction like everybody does, but that we keep a note of it and keep scores of it. And what we have discovered is that everybody knows precisely fuck all um, and is rubbish at making any form of prediction whatsoever. Yeah. And these two have been trying it all season. But... At Justin, this moment in Justin, time, to give Justin his due, he's, he's done very well. He's done very Justin, well. Justin, just yeah, yeah, but that's like being the best-looking man in the Burns unit at the moment, isn't it? Right, <laughs> you know, Carl, Carl, <laughs> Carl is at the bottom. <laughs> what? what? Carl is at the bottom. The EFL are in the middle, and Justin is at the top. But you are our guest, Zach. So before I say anything okay. less appropriate than all that already, <laughs> what do you think? The, what do you think the result's going to be Tuesday night at the Vic under yes. the light? What for oh, I can't. I want to be optimistic at the moment, but I can't. I know results haven't been too hot for you guys of late, but Chris Wilder's obviously just come in a bit of a manager bounce potentially. I, I, I can't see a scoring, to be honest. We are struggling for goals at the moment, particularly uh, away from home. We're, we're not too great. I think I'm going to go a 2-0 Watford. As I said, I can't see a scoring. Uh, we are leaking in a few goals at the moment. Um, and as I said, I know results haven't necessarily gone your way recently but I think with Chris Wilder coming in uh, maybe mix things up a bit I, 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 I can see you beating us 2-0 2-0 manager bounce for Watford hopefully starting Saturday obviously we hope that continues Carlos Carlos 2-0's yeah. gone 2 nil has yeah, gone yeah. Um, what, are you, what are you thinking so Chris Wilder's first home game that's that's important his, his first game's obviously as we record Saturday against uh, QPR so I, I I can only see I can only see a, a Watford win based on Birmingham's situation at the moment. I'm going to stick with my guns and I'm going to go Watford one Birmingham nil. One nil. I didn't even know you had guns. Let alone sticking to them. That's quite interesting. They're here. Look. Oh, I see. That's that's yeah. useful. Good stuff, Justin. What are you going to do? One one. I don't want to do go, one one, but go four nil. Go four nil. Oh god, that what you go four nil and I'll nick your one nil. No, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I think I okay. can't do that. He's he's got guns and he's sticking to them. This yeah. is true. Yeah, he's yeah, sticking yeah. to his guns, isn't he? I don't want to go draw. I'm, I I do like the idea of a new manager bounce. Now, obviously, we haven't seen Chris Wilder at the time of recording because we're actually yeah. recording this before we play QPR. So it's hard to say. I don't know what the result's going to be on Saturday because I'm not Mystic Meg. Mind you, she died today, didn't she, Mystic Meg? So that's not a good. Is uh, she? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! She didn't see that I didn't coming. See that coming? No. But, uh, <laughs> oh no! Don't do it. <laughs> It's bad taste. He went there. So, one nil's gone, two nil's gone. How good is our defence? It's pretty good. See, he'll see Porteous and Hood. Hood. And then he'll go, yeah, yeah. he'll be in. Let's do it. Let's, let's, okay, I'm going to go for a win, but three nil's ridiculous, so I'll go 2-1. 
2-1. So we got 2-0, we got 1-0, and we've got 2-1. Everybody thinks Watford are going to win, which, as we all know, means, means they're not. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> means, <laughs> means a 1-1 draw, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's all going to go tits up. We know pretty this. Do not scratch your eyes! Marvellous. Well, there we go. So, yes, Tuesday night under the lights. Birmingham City at home. Can we just say for the guys that are listening, is that you, you haven't got much of an accent? No, I, I don't. It. No, no, I don't. So uh, I started supporting Blues, as I said, in about 2013, 14. I'd always grown up liking football, but never really followed a club. Uh, my dad is uh, grew up in Birmingham uh, till about the age of 15. Where were you um, born? And then, so I was born in Worcester. Uh, ah, it's not too far. Right, right. No? Same uh, yeah, so yeah. no, not too far. It's about from Worcester. You're probably talking. Well, from Malvern, where I'm from, uh, it's about an hour. So it's not too bad. But yeah, my dad grew up supporting uh, Blues, supported them all his life, and uh, I followed in his footsteps. So it's more of a family connection. Love it. No, I love it, mate. Fair play to you. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Fair yeah. Play. At least says that. At least I've uh, stayed true to my colours. Fair play to you, mate. No, I uh, respect that. I respect that. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much, Zach, for, for coming on. It's been lovely to to speak to you. No problem. Good luck for the rest of the season, apart from Tuesday, of course, when we'd quite <laughs> luck to be on our side. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. And, and also, Zach, good luck with your course. Yes. Good thank luck you very much. Thank mate. All the best. Very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, guys. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, Don't pleasure. get too pissed. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, no, I won't. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, Alan. Uh, I'll save that for weekends. Yeah. Good man. Well done. Don't get too pissed. Is that actually a thing? Do not scratch your eyes! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.